0: Hello, I'm Suzanne. And I'm Zoe. And you're listening to Sex Advice for Seniors or anybody else who just likes the sound of our voice. Zoe, (laughs) which I understand is quite a lot of people from all the sexy (laughs) messages that I get and other things. Zoe, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about the time I
1: spent in the dungeon with my dom. <laughs> so it wasn't ready like
0: to talk about this a few weeks ago, but clearly something has happened to her. <laughs> she- well <laughs> it's more what hasn't
1: happened. I'm I um a few weeks ago, uh my right at the time that we were gonna talk about this stuff, um my mother fell, had an accident and fell and broke her, fractured one of her vertebrae, And so it's been an all-consuming, many of our listeners, I bet, can relate to this. It's been a really all-consuming, second full-time job, just working the system to get her care paid for, you know, and to get her in the right places, the right facilities to progress her healing and and then also tend to her heart and her mental state during all of this. So it's
0: kind of I haven't been a hundred percent to say. Yeah, and I think you know one of the things that we should discuss in the future, absolutely one hundred percent, is that how to support our partners and in our intimate lives with our partners when we are struggling with dealing with our parents and their health and mobility issues. (laughs) Because I know that it's really difficult to be in relationships when one or the other of you is going through some serious challenges with you know, with a family member and they, and you don't always feel that sexy, right? I mean, it's not the first thing on your mind and you want to support that person, but maybe you have your own sexual needs that are not being met. And you think to yourself, how long is this going to go on for? Because I am really feeling left out of this understandably. But we can talk about that another time, because I do think that's a really, really important topic that a lot of older people are definitely dealing with. And I know that firsthand through so many of my friends.
1: I, Suzanne, everything that you're saying, yes, yes, yes. And in fact, my husband and I have been on a little journey of our own, having a lot of sort of ruptures and me feeling unsupported and him feeling like, you know, he's already, I already juggle so many responsibilities and it takes a toll on our sex life because if he doesn't feel like his needs are being met and his needs are largely like quality time and, um, you know, really moments throughout the day where I'm fully present to him and he feels like a priority, not all the time. He's yeah. extremely not needy, but by the same token, he he admittedly doesn't really know how to be not needy and also get his needs met, advocate for his own <laughs> needs. So I was walking the dogs yesterday thinking, my poor husband, you know, it's like, one more thing that has bumped him down on the priority list out of necessity. But the good news is, is that we are, uh, every day we're taking more steps towards my mom's stability. We're going to move her into a facility that's great for her. And then that opens up a whole lot more space for me. And mentally, I'm already heading in that direction. And so I feel like I have the capacity to tell the story of my dom. (laughs)
0: Go for it, Zoe. I want to hear it.
1: (laughs) Okay, so back a a long time ago, like long meaning maybe fifteen years, ten years, Mm -hmm. I probably ten years. I was doing a uh, as part of my training as a sexologist. I did um, a sort of weekend workshop. It was maybe three days, intensive days of um kind of exposure to a lot of different uh lifestyles where where it comes to sex. And we had, for instance, we had a few trans folks come in and talk about transitioning and all of how that affects its sex life. And um and one of the things that that the um the the creators, the therapists that created this uh program they brought in people who are immersed in the kink world. So mm-hmm. a couple of the, of, it was like a panel. So a couple of the people were lifestyle. Um, They lived like a lifestyle kink lifestyle. And that means like, there's no money exchanging. Like that's how they run their relationship and they are together. And um, there are a lot of sort of rules around that and, and guidelines And then there was, there were a few professionals and the, the, there was this guy named Sir Lucifer, like Lucifer, but with an R, Sir (laughs) Lucifer, and you can all go look him up on Instagram. He's amazing. Um, he was, he's super tall. I would guess I'd put him at like six, three, maybe six, four. Yeah. Um, just stunning and very, um, he just is great. He wears a leather apron. Um, he did, he wasn't wearing a leather apron during this, uh, panel, but I, I learned, I got very familiar with that leather apron in the dungeon. So he told a story and I really like, I know, I mean, I've known for decades that like, I like to be dominated in bed, right? Like I'm not. I like when someone else takes charge and just sort of tells me what to do or push consensually, you know. Yes. Um and so but I never I didn't know much about the kink world. I didn't know much about BDSM and and um I was really a, sort of a newbie and very curious. And so I listened to him tell the stories about some of the things that he has done and they're really his stories to tell. But, um, but he spoke of um, a client that he worked with and he worked with her therapist to overcome trauma Mm -hmm. and sexual violence against her. And, really the way he described these sessions and working with the therapist, working with her and the therapist to create situations where she could undo, have a, have the reverse outcome of her real life previous trauma outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, and so taking her power back, you know, Mm -hmm. he also spoke of a friend of his who, um, was, uh, I think had been was a survivor. I'm like hesitant, like trigger warning. She was a survivor of sexual assault and Mm. she was also a dom, but she had him, she gave him the keys to the apartment and they staged a, um, you know, an an assault, what would be the beginning of an assault. And Mm. he basically told her like, tell me to, stop tell me no yeah, yeah. and she would yeah. do it and he and he'd let go like so she got right. her power back there are a yeah. lot of things that he described in using domination submission that dynamic the power dynamic um in a healing way
0: mm. and
1: I just thought wow first of all this man is stunning and I'm totally attracted to him and he's um he's speaking with such sensit- sensitivity you know and yeah, yeah. awareness and really using these these power dynamics not just for sexual pleasure so i booked an appointment with him and i started to see him and have sessions with him and i learned so much um and so one of the things that i used him for was a, to get a great education in kink and, um, and how to work with, with that, with a sort of power dynamics or impact play Mm -hmm. or pain as sensation, which can Mm -hmm. then be transmuted to pleasure. And, and really specifically, I have, if I haven't spoken about it here yet, I'm a cancer survivor. I had, I have a huge medical history, but there was a, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was at University of Pennsylvania and, um, it was diagnosed. It's a teaching hospital. My dorm where I lived was literally a block from the hospital. So I chose to stay in school while I was being treated. And so it was, there's a lot of physical trauma. You know, I have scars on my body. I have, um, I'm somebody who tends towards powering through and finding gratitude and appreciation in adversity. You know, the the flip side of that is that I I often don't process properly Mm. trauma. And so I've been carrying around a lot of physical trauma, like the aftermath of like, not just sort of scars and appearance and my body, but also a certain level of dissociation from my body. Because Mm -hmm. when I was being treated, you learn. And by the way, I was childhood asthmatic. I was hospitalized twice when I was three for asthmatic pneumonia and put in an oxygen tent. I've had all kinds. I've had my gallbladder out. I've had all these surgeries. So, 21 surgeries in my life.
0: Oh my and, god.
1: Yeah. And when you have a medical history like that, you learn as a as a coping mechanism to dissociate from your body. And mm. fortunately that never affected my sex life. My sex life and my sexuality and the way I felt in my body when I had sex. Um, I was very, I could access that level of pleasure, but mm-hmm. I do find that I struggle. And it's something that's always sort of been on my, <laughs> some people have bucket lists of like going to Fiji. My bucket list is to address the trauma <laughs> that I've been carrying around. And so it's been on my bucket list to find a way to process this physical trauma. And when I heard him tell the stories, I thought, aha. Healing through oh. sex, through sexual wow. play and yeah, yeah. sensation. That speaks to me. Yeah. So,
0: any questions? Yeah. So, I'm curious to know, I mean, I, I had a dom and it was awesome. And he said that people don't always want to have actual intercourse that a lot of it was around impact and pain. And as you said, that transference of pain into pleasure. Um, did you have intercourse with him? No, there was
1: no, no, no. And that was part of the rules. We were in a dungeon that is like many doms sort of work in this. It was a an old converted house in Los Angeles. I don't think yeah. it's open anymore. Um, I think during the pandemic, they shut that all down. Um, so he's not working out of there now and he lives quite a distance from me. I st- I don't see him anymore, although we are in touch. Um, yeah. so he's working somewhere else, I'm sure. Um, but that was one of the rules that there is no sexual play. I had orgasms, but it was yeah. through the, and I, and I'm, I and mean, we'll talk about this, i'm sure, but i um would i have had a couple of orgasms through the impact play and the sensation that 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 gave me um but he wow. did not and was not allowed to, and it was very, very strict
0: and was that true with him and all his clients or just with you it's or- true it's true in
1: the facility that he was working. And yeah. I don't know that that facility you can see I've been searching for for yeah field nursing facilities for my mom in the <laughs> in the dungeon that he was working. That was yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. rule. It's not in other words, it's not prostitution. It's not no, about no. pleasure and it's not, yeah, there are boundaries. Um I don't know what he does in it when he um has sessions outside of that context. He might have yeah. all different rules for different places he works.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean I you know, I I'm in my relationship that I was in with with somebody, I don't really like pain very much, so I <laughs> Sorry. I would he was, but he was so good that he would just take me up through the levels of the levels of 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 my endorphins or whatever it was, really yeah, my endorphins until eventually he could whack me quite hard with like a flogger or something and that at that point it was really pleasurable. I can't say that I've ever come that way, but I did understand at that point what getting all of those pleasure you know, chemicals going through my body, what that was all about. I just I just don't like when somebody whacks me really hard and I'm not and I'm not really ready for that. But I do enjoy it when somebody takes me up through those levels. And I think it's really sexy. But for me, because I've only done it with people that I've been that no, that's not entirely true, actually. That's not true. I'm lying. I have I have actually that's not true. I have been in dungeons at clubs where people have done all manner of things, but just not any sexual stuff. So yeah, so they've done all of that impact stuff, but not um not had sex with me. I'm curious to know, like on um, because this obviously I've seen through a lot of the clubs that I've been to where they have their own dungeons. I've seen some stuff that I find pretty frightening. I mean, mm. for instance, needles, I just don't do needles. Did you do needles or no? No, no, no.
1: Um, and I'm not even sure that needles are permitted piercing the skin and drawing blood is, is
0: permitted in, in the place that I went. um, I mean, they use special needles and they kind of weave them through the skin and they, I mean, I've seen people suspended on hooks, which is, no, which no, no. freaks me right out. And yeah. electrostimulation, how about that? No, no, no. no? I, I, okay. I can tell you
1: that um, we played with all kinds of impact play. Um, yeah. And there were a lot of, and sensation play, like I call it the pizza cutter, but it's like, it's, I think it's called the Wartenberg wheel.
0: It's right? like a little. So, um, it's like a spinning wheel with pointy things on it, right? Yes, exactly.
1: So yeah. there's there's that toy, and I love impact play, and and I love. I mean, but like you, like it's a build. Like you actually, yeah. you have to sort of like there's a yeah. methodology and a technique oh, to heightening the intensity gradually over time so that your window of tolerance grows, you know, yeah. over that
0: time. Um And for impact so- play, just for those who don't know, impact play could be anything from spanking to more serious stuff like caning, um, flogging, uh, spinning wheel stuff. Um, some of them, I don't know, what else is there?
1: The spinning wheel, the the Wartenberg wheel, that's actually more a sensation play than um, impact, I think. Impact, I'm not yeah. sure that that distinction, I'm not sure is if it's the way
0: I'm thinking about it. Or No, no, part. I agree. Impact is like whack. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and usually there's like, there's a lot of caressing in between. So you hmm. relax, you relax the body, you get comfortable. And then you, you know, part of yeah. the, what I learned is that when I stop when I when I don't use the word pain, um, because it has so much association. When I when I use the word intensity, yeah, it I'm able to feel the breadth of that sensation of the impact, mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily feel. I have a very high pain tolerance. Like I have, you guys can't see this who are listening, but I have intricate tattoos on my hands and even on my fingers on one hand. Mm -hmm. Um, and other parts, I have a, I have a a Sanskrit mantra down my spine, um, from the nape of my neck all the way to my sacrum. And so like, I love that tattoo pain. Like, I love it. Like tattoos can't go on long enough for me. It's really about the process. People are like, well, I just tolerate the process so that I can end up with the art. I really love the process. So this is, you know, working in the dungeon was or not working, but working with Sir Lucifer yeah. in the dungeon with that level of intensity and sensation really turned me on. Um, and did,
0: did he do anything with, with the guy that I was with, there was a lot that was psychological about it. So for me, I needed quite a lot of, there was a lot of storytelling that went on uh, around it and, not a lot of we talked, and my friend listened to our episode about dirty talk, and I have to say, there really wasn't much of that. It was all just kind of the buildup was quite something, but in the actual session, if you like, it was it was fairly quiet with maybe just a few words, which I found at the anti it was for me all about the anticipation. And I think that's a lot of it is around, you know, something is coming and it's around when and how and what if, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Sir Lucifer used to say like the best part of his job is like the mind fuck you know yeah really, yeah it was really wonderful and he was also like i was very curious and and wanted to learn and experience all different things so he was um it was a, it was an interesting thing because i went in there and he the first thing that he did was he we had a ritual that that we did when i when i arrived and i went in and um it partly drew on Tantra, my background in Tantra. Um, he would stand and I would climb up onto him. Like he called me his spider monkey, um, <laughs> I'd climb up and, and he would like sit and we would sort of face each other and hug in, in the, a very typical yab yum. You know, we can talk about Tantra on another episode, but, um, and, and we take some deep breaths together. And for mm. me, it set me in it, right. It set my nervous system in a particularly receptive, safe place. Um, yeah, yeah. so he would, um, it was quiet. There was no dirty talk at all. Mm. Um, and there was also, like a he would have positions like there were there was positions a b c um or position one two three i can't remember which it was was, uh, yes and so uh, he would be telling me what to do like he would be giving me telling me what to do come here come here do this and and i would have to say like thank you sir You know, there was more, there was a lot of that, like I had to behave myself and I was rebellious and cheeky and, um, you know, like I I gave him a hard time, which in turn made my life (laughs) more intense. Um, but it was fun. And, and I went in, you know, he would always ask me in the beginning of the sessions, how do you want to feel? That was the question. How do you want to feel? I made the mistake of saying vulnerable, more vulnerable than I've ever been. And boy, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the vulnerability. And for me, that looks like fully naked, strung up in, in the, you know, in the harness, um, yeah. and exposed, you know. He turned on when I said that, he turned on all the lights
0: and I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> can't do this well and i think that's important also for people to understand is that ultimately the sub is in control but the person that's being the person that is that this is being done to is ultimately the person in control because there's a lot of frankly dangerous people out there doing stuff where they're you know there stop doesn't mean stop, this doesn't mean this, you know, you have your safe words, you have to stick with them. Like there's no, you're not pretending when you say you have safe words, like you agree on them and you adhere to them. And similarly, if you're in a situation where you're just really uncomfortable or you're something's going on that you just feel really unhappy about, then you have the ability and the capacity and the control at that point to say, no, no more. Um, And I think that's what good, you know, what separates a, proper dom in my experience from the many people out there who frankly just want to take advantage of women. And I know that probably another question that people would have if they want to explore this lifestyle is like, well, where do you meet somebody who's a professional like the guy that you went to see or the guy that I was seeing? You know, I mean, I met mine at a club We had some fun there. I trusted him after that experience. And so when he said, do you want to meet up outside? I was like, yeah, that was fun. I really want to do that again. I know there's people on FetLife, which is a website for kink, who are not all kosher, frankly. And I think you do have to be careful when you're exploring this sort of alternative lifestyle that you don't run into somebody who actually isn't looking after your best interest, isn't there to heal you to help you overcome trauma or whatever other reason you've gone to see somebody, but is actually there for their own selfish pleasure
1: well, yes, and what what really i mean because I met Sir Lucifer in a um in a training right? Where yeah. we were actually yeah. talking about the, you know, as opposed to a sex club where I might have encountered him and been, you know, having an experience with him in that context. Yeah. And one of the things that, that I just, you know, me being somewhat naive at the time that I took that training in terms of the, the nuances of a dom, sub relationship was, mm-hmm. um, on the surface it looks like the dom is in charge that it's all about the dom and mm-hmm. and actually what what i really learned is that the dom is working a a good dom and a professional dom is working for the sub they're there totally. in service of the sub and the totally. sub gets to not only consent throughout periodically, but communicate what they want. Right. Okay. So it, when some of the other talk that happened in the dungeon was an elaborate system of communicating with each other to keep everybody safe, to keep me safe, yep. to keep him safe, because he's, he's at risk. His vulnerability is that he's got to take care of me in this. Yep. And he did a beautiful job. And that meant like, you know, on a scale of one to 10, you know, where are you? What's your, what's your pain level? What's your intensity yeah. level? Um, yeah. where are you, where are you? Okay. I would say like, I want, I'm at a five and where do you want to be? I want to be hmm. at a seven. I want to <laughs> be at an eight. Bring me <laughs> up to a, bring me up to a, an eight, you know, yeah, yeah. or yeah. I'm at a five today. I really want to back it down to a two. You know, yeah. I'm really much yeah. more interested today. And and you know, when I was still getting a period, those would be times where impact played. I was much less interested because everything was a little bit on edge and and yeah, sensitive. Yeah. You know, yeah. so sometimes it would be like I I actually want to be at a two today, and I'd like to go in the cage you know, he had a little cage (laughs) that I would crawl into. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I loved that. I loved that aspect of like, you know, the number system. Yes, of course the safe word, but also the red, yellow, and green, you know, green would mean increase the intensity. Yellow would be, Keep doing what you're doing, but keep it at this level. And red would be stop. Let's yeah, discuss. Yeah. Yeah. He also would ask me, like you know, in exploring all of this stuff, he would ask me, um, "What do you want to play with today? What are you up for? Like, do you want toys? Do you want impact? Do you want you know?" And 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 I said to him at one point, "I don't know. Just do whatever you want." And he looked at me and he said, "I'm a sadist. You don't want to say that to me." <laughs> Like he's <laughs> training me to be a good sub, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, and God. there was a time where we got very, very, um, I got very emotional. like, And it, it was emotions like it was more of a nervous system. Tra- here's mm. the trauma coming up to be healed, right? Yeah. And I was really, uh, had a lot of tears. And he asked if he could, do some Reiki on me. So here oh, he is this mom, in the middle and I'm tied up on a, on a bed. My favorite thing, like I'm shackled to the bed Yeah, and he's doing Reiki on me, you know?
0: Amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, really we funny. like this
0: guy. We like this guy. We, that Well, that's the other thing is, is that I suspect, you know, you're in this professional relationship, right? I'm assuming you're paying this guy. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's like a form of therapy. You're going on a frequent basis and he's delivering all of this like insane pleasure. Did you not at any point just like totally like fall for him? And he's Um, like super handsome as well. Like, how did you stop yourself from having those feelings for him? Cause I think I would have been. Yeah, I definitely would have been thinking, oh, I'm really liking this guy. Maybe we can make this something a little bit more than this, you know?
1: Well, I was so in love with this relationship. Like this the a part of what was such a turn on for me was the fact that we weren't in relationship. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, it's worth mentioning. Okay, when I met him, I was very early in in my dating relationship with who is the man who's now my husband. Oh right. And I didn't know this until we had been dating for I don't know if I have the timing right. We had been dating for about six months when I did this training. Oh, I see. I told him he knew I was doing this training. It was so much fun. It was in a historical hotel in. Uh, Culver City, which is right next to um, to what used to be the 20th Century Fox oh, wow. actually, Amazing. where they filmed um, The Wizard of Oz, and oh, the Culver Hotel is the hotel where. Uh, I mean, there isn't much history in Los Angeles. Like this yeah. is old historic Hollywood, right? And we're really? going all yeah. the way back to like the 40s.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um you know, it's not like Europe over here. And so this was the hotel where all the munchkins stayed and it was crazy. And they were, they were big partiers. And so it was like all this debauchery that happened in this historic hotel. At any rate, my husband, um, I shared with him, you know, what we were doing. And then I said, we have a field trip. It was like the Saturday night of the, we have a field trip to the, to the sex club, to the kink club. Um, and I said to him, do you want to come? And he said, I, he said, I'm going to let you go and explore this on your own. I'm very curious without me there, what you will think. And it turns out it's only after I went to that club that he, that my, The guy I was dating, who I'm married to now, revealed to me that he plays that he's a dom. Oh right! Oh my goodness, that is so cool. So we did. I mean, he and I play quite a bit. um, Yeah, yeah. And we've worked out our own sort of thing, you know. Mm. And it's lovely and it's great. So I got to have some of those experiences combined with actual sex. Amazing. Um, (laughs) One of the things that Lucifer, my
0: favorite, frankly, but. Yeah. I just get frustrated otherwise. I'm like, I don't know where this is leading to. <laughs> well, leading. yeah.
1: You have to kind of separate it out, you know, yeah, separate yeah, yeah. out the play from having somebody. And I really love being the only one that is getting off, you know. Yeah, I yeah. like that. But I'm also yeah. got a bit of an ex- exhibitionist sort of <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> quality turn on. Um, one of the things that I did discover with Lucifer one time I went in and he said, how do you feel about humiliation? And I said, I, I have, or or degradation. And I was like, I have no idea. I I have no idea. And so he (laughs) called me, I don't remember what words, but like, you know, some form of filthy whore and, and like, need me in the crotch and I was like, okay, I'm not into that. (laughs) It was just the opposite. I wanted to smack him, slap him across the face. No,
0: I know. It's like when people do at least the thing was he asked you, right? He asked you and you're like, oh I don't know, I'll give it a shot. And then you think, No, not really my thing. Whereas like when you're with somebody and you haven't discussed any of the boundaries and all of this, and then they suddenly pull that out of their, you know, their box of tricks. And you just think, oh, no. Yeah. It's like, no, please stop. It's awful. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. It's just, it's the opposite of a turn on
0: for me. So, and I was there to learn and explore, you know, like. Yeah. And it sounds like you, you did and you had a great time. And the great thing about doing that is that, and I think every, you know, my feeling about all of this kind of stuff is that you can, if, you know, if you have the finances permitting, and if you can find somebody who's legit, then, you know, there's no, there's no age at which this isn't something that you can just check out and decide, what, do I enjoy this? Do I not enjoy this? Yeah, this is fun. This isn't fun. I could take a bit of this. And, and I, and I do think that's one of the advantages of, of being older is just to be able to still be able to play like that and and have fun and you did clearly and Mm -hmm. and it informs your work that you do so you know there was some practical and academic benefit to it as well as of course all of that pleasure Zoe it's been it's been wonderful once again chatting with you and learning about this. Cause I've been curious to hear this story and I knew that you weren't, you weren't up for it. And we were going to discuss something that was far less interesting than this. So we can save that for another time. Another I have time. a quick tip before we sign off about oh, yeah.
1: somebody. I forgot to mention, um, I was so captivated with you. I lost all reason. <laughs> um, the, one of the, places in los angeles that i think is a really good resource and i'm sure i'm certain there are equivalents in every city there's a um like a a store for kink supplies um the stock room here the stock room and they have prior to the pandemic i don't i haven't kept up at all but prior to the pandemic they had a lot of workshops and seminars and classes like they are actually a benevolent force you know in the for educating and providing experiences and so they have a lot of people if you are interested and go to a store that's above board you know like yeah yeah for sure there are some pretty scary places too to get supplies but there are a lot of up up and up, on the on the up and up is that the term? Yeah, yeah. Um, So that could be a good resource as well, you know. For well, a I professor. know that
0: in London there used to be a shop called, Shh, and now it's just online. But they, I still think they hold workshops. I think Babeland in New York holds workshops as well. Yeah. Um, which is a, another toy company, and yeah, I think that's a good shout to look up toy companies and see if they do workshops. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go now and explore the wonders of Gran Canaria, which is where I've moved to now. Wonderful. So it's bye for me. And bye for me.